Welcome back to the Missionary Men. Hmm. I'm Ben Stefanowitz. Rob Williams, it's good to be back. It is good to this be back. This is my first episode in like a long time. I missed the last few. Yeah, you you haven't been on this in a while. I and we're also like an arthritic man trying to like <laughs> get back into my golf game or something. It's also really strange because we're not in our normal setting that either, is which is just a strange like because we're normally in the middle of the Spaffy House, yeah. which has significantly more echo. But also a lot more character yep. and a lot more fun. We're a lot farther north on I-35. We are. We're actually uh, up in Minnesota right now. Uh, so back in my home state. So it's happy about that one. It's a bit nicer one. weather. It's it is nicer weather. Degrees. It's about 80 degrees outside. It's very nice. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're actually both up here for um, SNE, which is the School of New Evangelization. It's a big conference that we host uh, as a part of St. Paul's Outreach. And we have over 400 people here. Um, and it's a week <coughs> really focused this year on, on worship. Uh, and how we worship the Lord. And it's been an awesome experience for all these college students from all over the nation to come together uh, and, and really experience something great, experience what the Lord has for them. Uh, I know I've been, I gave a talk. Robert gave a, is giving a talk. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So pray for him. Bless him on that. Um, but yeah, no, so it's been, it's been awesome to be up here. Um, and like I, we've said on the past podcast, that uh, we're still kind of in the process of reforming uh, what we're doing, what our... Um, the uh, identity of this podcast is going to be uh, because we really want to make content that is worthwhile and content that is worth listening to. Uh, so stay tuned for those updates, but we wanted to continue while we were here at SNE and take advantage of some of the people that are around us to be able to do some uh, meaningful podcasts. Yeah. And speaking of taking advantage of that. So today we have a unbelievable guest, um, someone that we've given multiple shout outs to on the show. It's kind of our main spiritual and uh, sponsor and and sponsor of wisdom as well. Um, we have the official title that he carries is the Director of Mission Resources um, of for SPO, St. Paul's Outreach, which is the organization, obviously, that Ben and I work for. It is Ryan O'Hara. He is the most famous man and best speaker you've probably never heard of. So that's what, at least that's what someone used the other day, and I thought that was pretty good. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I haven't missed one to date, and so well, it's honored. a great honor, really. You might be the only person <laughs> yeah. that has not missed an episode. We're, uh, we're happy that you haven't missed an episode. We know there's multiple people that have. <laughs> I, so. even, I even have missed episodes, and I'm a host. <laughs> yeah, so. you're, you're not even on half of them. So we're honored to have you here. It's great to have you. Yeah. Thanks, um, Ben. So, yeah, we, we thought we'd sit down with you. Uh, so obviously, like we had said, you, or you've even mentioned now, um, listen to the podcast, been a part of it. Uh, so we wanted to sit down with you and kind of get your eye for mission, uh, what you've been doing with your life. And, um, I, I mean, part of it being how you came to the Lord, but also, okay, so you've been doing, working with SPO, you've been helping out with college students, you've been doing talks for high schools, colleges all over the area. Um, and why is that? You know, like, so, so what is your story? And so, uh, I'll just kind of turn it over to you and let you kind of start with, uh, whatever aspect of that that you want to address, whether that's um, where, how you came to the Lord or wherever uh, y- you think is a best starting point for that. Great. You know, um, I, I, I started in college in 1992 mm-hmm. in uh, William Jewell College. Oh, yeah. Maybe Benedict Rob. Rival. Yeah. Yeah, we played them in soccer. They were better than us most years. So It's a serious rival. Yeah. Benedictine. NAIA. William rivalry. Jewell. Now they're... NCAA Division two, two, they moved up. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But so I started there at William Jewell College in 1992, and that I never really left. I never really left 
the college scene. So how many years is that? 24, 25 ish. 23. Cause I was, born I mean, you don't year. look a day over 22. <laughs> so. so I, so I was, you know, an infant as I started college. <laughs> um, but here I am now. So, so 1992, uh, hit, hit the campus and experienced kind of a life changing conversion in college. And I, it happened, I didn't know this, um, but William Jewell, is a, was a Baptist college. Mm. I was a Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic. I, I, I was really poorly catechized. I, I thought Baptists were just another version of Catholics that I hadn't really wow. encountered before, and I'd found out that that wasn't really the case. <laughs> but but the, the incredible thing was in my time at William Jewell, um, I encountered Christians who loved Jesus and loved people, and mm. I was just drawn into uh, the joy and the freedom um, and just the the authenticity of the way they were living their life. I hadn't seen it lived that way. And so mm-hmm. I experienced conversion. I was really evangelized. Um, I had always, I, I literally grew up in church. My, my mom was... Uh, a liturgist, an organist, and she played wow. the organ uh, two or three times a weekend, and I would be in mass with her, and that was you know Saturdays and Sundays for us. So I literally grew up in church, but church really hadn't kind of grown up in me, um, and it wasn't in it was in college where that really took root. And so I always think the reason I um, the reason college ministry really kind of grabbed me was because. Um, college was just a much more peaceful, successful, happy time in my life. Whereas high school, not so much, not right? So much. <laughs> I, I just never really wanted to revisit high school ever, ever again. Therefore, uh, college. And um, really what it was is that as a Catholic, I had experienced a, for the first time in my life, a, a daily, personal, kind of purpose-filled relationship with God. And that was always there. Um, I just hadn't encountered that as a Catholic, and I wanted to share that and help other Catholic college students um, experience what I had experienced. And the other cool thing about William Jewell was, even as a Baptist college, I honestly, I was never encouraged to leave or even consider leaving the Catholic wow. Church. Really? I, I really consider that an incredible grace. Wow. And, yeah. um, and I, that thought never occurred to me, nor was it ever suggested to that me. And so when I graduated, I, I fully intended to uh, continue practicing um, this kind of relationship, new relationship with God in, in the context of Catholicism. And I experienced a call to ministry. It was in the summer of 96. Here we are, you know, Olympic year uh, Rio. Yeah. That was Atlanta. Atlanta. That's right. And I was in Atlanta. And Ooh. I was a swimsuit model. And that was what I did uh, with Speedo. You guys, I'm <laughs> pulling this off, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Like, no, I mean, it's totally, yeah, it It's a good legit. thing they can't see your face yeah. when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the truth is, I didn't model swimsuits, but I did work for Speedo. And okay, we wow. were selling t- like Speedo trinkets uh, in at downtown Atlanta. And we weren't really getting a whole lot of Olympic traffic. We were in sort of a, kind of a rough part of town. And um, 
I experienced conversion through just my encounters with uh, people who, men who were homeless. Wow. And um, God called me to ministry in the midst of that. It was one of the times that the Lord spoke to me in my encounter with uh, a man who was homeless. So anyhow, all this happened. The Lord calls me into ministry, and it was really because I just loved—college was great, and I wanted to help kind of— bring other Catholics into what I had experienced. And that's what really drew me into college ministry, and it was really based in that conversion and that desire to share what I experienced of Jesus with others. My faith had gone from kind of this black and white, um, small television that I had been watching most of my life Mm. to kind of full-color, high-definition, and it was so much better to look at, and I felt like I had something to talk about and something to share, and finally an impetus to do it, and a real call to do it um, as well. Would you say, uh, just kind of a follow-up question from that, I mean, just from being at Texas State uh, the last year, um, I've just seen kind of like the biggest plague in a lot of people's hearts um, is just loneliness, right? This emptiness, and Oftentimes, you know, you kind of, I feel like you kind of have two kind of people, people that have experienced this emptiness, this loneliness, and you introduce a potential freedom in the Lord. Um, and they kind of have always a desired that, always hoped for that. They're like, not specifically knowing that Christ might've been the answer, but they just kind of weren't satisfied with what they had before. And then you have the other kind of people that just don't know any better. And they're just kind of completely bought into the, to the lies of the culture. Um, would you say like before your experience, you had kind of an unsettled heart? that it was like you wanted more, you hoped for more, you would, you know, hopefully there is something more, or you're just kind of satisfied, and it just kind of hit you out of left field. You know, one thing that was true about me, I I didn't, I wasn't a deep thinker, and I I, I actually just kind of went through life on cruise control, but like kind of 55 miles an hour, not, Mm. not like cruise control at 70 or 80, but just kind of like, a grandpa, you know? <laughs> and that was that was kind of my life. Yeah. I was just kind of a a, a nice, good boy, huh. and didn't have these sort of big. Qu- People always talk about, you know, I was just thinking about the meaning of life, and it just didn't make sense. And I was searching for this. I really wasn't. I honestly, I think it was pretty shallow in the sense mm. that I was just looking for a good time, and I discovered beer, I discovered girls, and kind of did that, all that kind of stuff. But still, kind of in moderation, and wow. But I did, I did jump into this fraternity world, and that that was a place where I think I I saw the 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 other side of things, the kind of things you're describing. Right. That it helped me kind of even understand um, what what most young men typically um, experience, and so yeah, I was drawn kind of deep into that. But it but it was just out of this kind of uh, kind of wholesome 55-mile-per-hour um, cruise kind of control. And, um, but that convert so conver- and in a connected way, my conversion wasn't this big dramatic thing. Hmm. Um, it just, it, there was a shift, but it was a slight shift that over time you could really see the difference. Right, yeah. And... But it wasn't immediate and obvious. And so what did happen, though, was I, I got connected to a men's group. Mm. And that was the main thing that changed. So I had my conversion at this retreat. And then the guy who invited me to that retreat invited me to be part of a weekly men's group. And I sort of showed up, and I was still this fraternity guy. I was still drinking 
you know, on the weekends, you know, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, that was the weekend. party weekend, <laughs> right? And I don't know what we did on Thursday, but we took a night off. So <laughs> recovered, but that, that, and so then we would have our meetings on Sunday night and my life hadn't changed in that sense, but some of those relationships started to change. Hmm. And for the first time I saw men who, again, they, I, we would pray for each other, you know, Rob, you would share, like, you would be one of the guys, you'd share, like, what's going on, right. and then, you know, who's going to pray for them? Uh, I'm like, uh, how do you, how do you do that? You know, our father, who are, no, right. no, 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 you kind of, like, spontaneous, like, yeah. oh, okay, I don't, okay, so I had to learn just even seeing that for the first time, and seeing that God wasn't just in the church building, wow, mm-hmm. yeah. but that God is active in these men's lives, and it's, it's impacting the choices they're making. Yeah. Again, I just kind of lived, uh, Within, you know, kind of this, the, the stable boundaries of kind of being good. Yeah. And with these, some of these excesses relationally and with alcohol and whatever, but again, still within some kind of reasonable boundary. But then I started to realize that, um, that just didn't conform again with kind of God's vision for my life. And it was to have this relationship and to grow as a man. And I saw it for the first time as really these, this men's group that made all the difference. Mm. Um, in my life at that time. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So f- it, would you say then that like the reason that you've gone to SPO yep. specifically to St. Paul's outreach yeah. would be then off of the fact that you had this passion for college students and that's where SPO focuses or is there something else behind there? Cause I can't imagine, I have to imagine there's something else that's not just we're about college students. No, that's right. Um, I, so I experienced this call to ministry in Atlanta, 1996. I was a single guy, and the Lord said to me very clearly, your life will be ministry. And so for the next year of my life, I was discerning what, you know, what does that look like? Where, where could I be? And so I ended up at the University of Missouri Newman Center. Uh, I was the campus minister there, 23 oh, wow. years old. And, you know, everybody else was just basically one, two, or three years kind of younger than me. And here I wow. was, kind of got the keys to the the Ferrari there, this huge Newman, <laughs> huge Newman Center, you know, a thousand students at Mass each weekend, and I was sort of in charge of all that, wow. you know, in terms of the outreach stuff. But I didn't know, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, thankfully, on one end of vocational, I met my wife uh, about two weeks in, and a year and a half later, we were married, and we both had this kind of common call uh, to evangelization. And then, um, we did this school of evangelization in New Zealand. We were on mission for four months and wow. really took on the work of the, the identity of evangelization in the church. And this is going to be kind of our life. And um, we went to help found this school of evangelization in youth in Tempe, Arizona, near mm-hmm. Arizona State. And that was, you know, living in community with, with young adults. Wow. And theological and spiritual formation. It was like uh, an SNE here. It was yeah. just seven days. We did this for seven months. It was wow. that was our wow. life. It was leading this group of fifteen to twenty college students and young adults on retreat, basically, and then on mission for seven months. And we did that five times. Wow. And um, that was that was where some interesting things started to happen because my call to ministry first was as a Catholic. Second. Um, that as someone, as a Catholic who would have a heart for evangelization. Mm-hmm. Third and fourth was where this experience of these households and of the charismatic piece as well. So there was not only, was it, was SPO Catholic, evangelistic, 
charismatic, just this openness to the gifts and power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But then lastly, the community piece. And that was our experience of living in community in New Zealand and leading these communities Hmm. in Arizona, that SPO is the one place in U.S. Catholic campus ministry that's bringing these four things together, Hmm. Catholic, evangelistic, kind of this charismatic element, and then community. And what we saw was everything we were doing with these young adults um, in Youth Arise we were seeing SPO doing the same thing, but it was mm. happening in real time. People mm-hmm. weren't taking a, a year away from their life, but they were college students, mm. and they were working towards you know, um, uh, professional careers and starting families, and it was just like this hand-in-glove deal. And that's what drew us to St. Paul's Outreach, was mm. really the, the coming together of those four things. But particularly kind of the the final linchpin is the community element, which mm. I think is what is unique about St. Paul's Outreach. I think it's one of the things we do best, and I think it's the particular contribution we have to make uh, to the church um, is this this expression of faith and daily life and it being integrated. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something that we've talked about, too, before on the podcast slightly is just like the, the reality of households. Yep. And how incredibly important that is to what we do, how we live out each day. Yeah. Um, and so that that's something that we've always kind of, you know, kept in mind, too. And so it, it is unique. It is different. Um, and it's cool to see. Definitely. You know, and so one thing that, like, Ben and I have always, on, like, kind of honored you about is kind of the different ways that you will kind of step out in directions that maybe other people aren't and being creative and trying to reach college students, young adults, missionaries in general, supporting us as SPO missionaries within your job that you do for SPO. And so could maybe you like talk about some of the ways that you've kind of gone about that, trying to use maybe the uniqueness of the age that we live in to reach out to the unique needs of the age we live in. Right. Well, part part of a, well, number one, I just, I have a, just a, a burning passion to communicate the truth of who Jesus is and what he promises in the context of the Catholic Church mm. to the world. I, so I just, I'm, I'm at, at the heart and the guts of who I am is someone who wants to communicate and speak that message, li- mm. literally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always been a, a key thing, for, or a desire, and, and, and hopefully a gifting as well. Um, the, but then what's added to that is that because of some, um, my wife and I have four sons, and there's a they um, we've adopted four sons through foster care and there's been a lot of challenges with that and so mm-hmm. what that's brought up is that I've spent more time uh, at home and and helping to serve my family but also my role in SPO I'm not on a campus right I'm kind of behind the scenes helping to uh, serve our missionaries like you guys and so what it does is it takes me kind of off the front lines and out of direct contact hmm. with um, students and with young adults. Right. But there's such a, there, honestly, there's just such a desire in me to stay in contact and to, and to be um, communicating a message, whether it's in a podcast or like a, a Periscope right. or YouTube or blogging. Um, the internet is full of college students and young adults. It's true. And I think, well, they're there. The internet works for me. I'm going to exercise and use that medium because I'm not on a camp. I can't physically be on a campus right. because of my family life. And yeah. praise God, I, I, I love my family. I'm right where I'm supposed to be, working a certain amount of time with SPO and working and serving my family. But 
I, there's there will always be this incredible kind of drive in me, mm. and I, I'm somebody I'm a learner, and so um, that's one of my five strengths finder nice. deals, right? Yeah. I don't know okay. if you guys do those. Yeah, but, yep, yep. So I'm a learner, and so if a new thing comes out, I want to learn about it. I want to yeah. try it out. I want to see how it works. And that's what I did about a year ago when I said, I'm going to try to figure out this Periscope thing nice. and just and just start doing it and learning. And it was a ton of fun. It's a lot of work, but yeah. um, it was great to uh, just to, I, I think I think for me, um, people spend so much time on the internet that there needs to be faithful, solid Catholic voices mm-hmm. uh, that, that somehow present something compelling um, and worthy to a, a group of people who are going to be there anyway. And so I want to be a part of that conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, that's, that's unbelievable. Um, so should we do a lightning round of some fun fact questions? What's yeah. your favorite ice cream flavor? Rocky Road. What's your favorite chapter of SPO? Texas oh, State. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> favorite that's color? Right. Red. Okay. Okay. Favorite sports team? Blue, right, actually. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Wait, you said blue oh, now? Blue. You, yeah. changed your, I changed. you changed your mind? Red. I, did, I did you? I'm, I'm did wearing you, mostly <laughs> blue, though. I don't even know how you got to red with this. Blue. Ben Maraca oh, earlier yesterday, as a side note at SNE, went around counting everybody that was wearing khaki with blue polo, and I think he got to the number of 23 people. So that if you ever want, I don't know what that, that means, is, but yeah, SPO, we're faithful to our color, blue. Last question. Yeah. Did you think that you would be SPO's collectively missionaries everyone's favorite speaker with an spo or just a great speaker did you think that would be a talent or skill that you would always like you when you were younger you're like oh i want to be a great speaker i was never scared of talking to people and was that something the answer is yes that has i mean it's funny you bring that up because i was thinking about reflecting on the college thing i i got a c in communication that's awesome (laughs) but (laughs) I i crushed one of the one of the speeches and it was, um, I forget what type of speech it was, but for the first time in my life, I felt like I was alive and mm. doing the thing mm-hmm. I was created for. Mm. And it's silly to think about that, but I, I remember in communication class there, um, I did this speech, and I, I didn't tell you the story that my dad, my dad um, died of Alzheimer's disease almost 20 years ago now, but I grew up with my dad um, slowly deteriorating mm. and he ended up in a nursing home and on one of my last encounters with him he could no longer speak um, and he could barely even recognize that I was there who I was mm. um, I but I knew that there was one thing that would get his attention so he went he went to Notre Dame that's a another passion of mine. University of <laughs> Notre, Notre Dame, football. Notre Dame football, football and so okay. on. Yeah. And I, I grew up like my one clear memory of my dad was cheering kind of wildly and aggressively um, for Notre Dame. And so in this moment, I thought, what can I do? And so I just sort of whispered in his ear, N-O-T, N-O-T, N-O-T-R-E. D-A, D-A, D-A-M-E. And I went on and on with this. And there's this whole N-O-T-R-E, D-A-M-E, N-O-T-R-E, this whole thing. And just his eyes lit up. Oh, wow. And he looks at me. And we made this connection. It was just so beautiful, kind of primal, like, ah, you know, father, son, (laughs) you know. 
And it was so powerful. Anyway, so I shared, I shared that story and then shared my story of, of growing up with my dad um, having Alzheimer's disease and the way in which our roles were reversed mm, as kids mm-hmm. and these you know, wild stories. Um, but that was my speech. Wow. And like the, 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 um, the teacher in the back, she was just like, Amazed. Oh my gosh, what just happened? And she, and she comes up to me afterwards and is like, could you come back later and we're going to videotape that and you know, use oh, it wow. as a, an example? You know? And I didn't think actually a whole lot of it in the sense that I was just do, trying to do, do my best. I was trying to communicate this thing. But it was this very personal, very yeah. real, kind of very gripping story. And I felt like what just happened there was the thing that I had never encountered that before. Wow. And it was in that moment. And I remember not knowing what to say, like to say, I think I want to be a motivational speaker. That sounds really cheesy or I don't know. What is, what yeah. is that even? <laughs> I don't even know what words, but that, those are the words that I would say. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't until I got into ministry and saw, oh, well, that's going to be the place where that piece is going to come alive right. because of the, the, the need that the gospel be communicated yeah. to the yeah. world. Effective communication. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit yeah. down with us. I know you're busy, and uh, hopefully maybe we can try and schedule one more time yeah. before SNE's over. It'd be fun. We, uh, we loved having you on. Uh, is there anything you want to plug of your own that you think? Um, you know, I hope that folks, um, you know, would check out St. Paul's Outreach on the, on the web, you know, spo.org. Uh, but I also have a, a, a place on the web ryanohara.org if people wanted to check that out there's some um blogs and the videos aren't there right now but so it's basically a place to catch some of my writing uh, on the internet awesome thank you so much we've been we've been big fans of what you've been doing uh we were were very avid periscope followers (laughs) yeah we were (laughs) like Uh, yell across the house Ryan's on Periscope. <laughs> We'd have like three fun. phones going with it and they'd kind of be like slightly out of sync because depending on when <laughs> yeah, you connected right. to it. So then we'd have to like turn down the volume on one person's phone. So it wasn't like disconnecting the other person's. That's funny. Um, but yeah, no, so it was great having you on. Um, you know, hopefully we can have you on again and uh, continue working with you because it, it truly is an honor. Uh, I think of the episode of um, the Colbert Rapport. Uh, so Stephen Colbert based his old show off of Bill O'Reilly, and it's it's like the episode in which he has Bill O'Reilly on the episode. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's that's what I feel like this moment is 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 it's something that we kind of like, saw and what you've done and kind of taken that and taken our own spin on it. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. an honor to have you here. Likewise, so, thanks guys. Awesome. Alrighty, some shout outs. I've got one. I want to give you. a shout out to my older sister Madeline um, and her husband Ian. They had their first baby my nephew and i am the godfather yes. and it was amazing his name is derek michael um so feel free to say a couple prayers for him and for me that uh, well maybe for him because i'm his godfather and for me that i can be a good godfather so <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it awesome. i will give a very generic shout out to everyone at SNE 2016 if anyone listens to this um i hope you had a great experience at SNE. i know you will because the lord is here the lord will work in you um and just, yeah, shout out to all of you for coming up here to Minnesota, taking a chance and, and making that investment in yourself. Amen. So, Ryan, anyone any... to shout out to? Oh, no. Shoot, my wife. There you go. She's yeah, here. That's great. Because I, she's at home doing home things, but I love my wife, Jill. She's amazing. Amen. That's great. I, I mean, we shout out to people that we know don't listen to the podcast <laughs> anyway. We just we just hope eventually. Do we still have the same out, email? So. Yeah, we do. We have the missionaryman awesome. at gmail.com. 
Uh, so feel free questions. to email us with any questions, concerns, comments, any, any thoughts, feelings, thoughts desires. about how you want the podcast to go. Uh, we really encourage you. Like, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, we, we haven't gotten a ton of emails. And if you like it, great. Send us an email. We'd like to hear about it. Uh, if you think we suck, please send us an email and tell us why. Uh, we want to change this. We want to make it a conversation uh, and less so of us talking at you and us talking more with you. Uh, Amen. So with that being said, God bless. Take care. We'll see you Sign next on. time.